everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about dealing with weight loss plateaus. They're gonna happen. They're a natural part of the process. And at the end of the day, it's a great opportunity to practice your maintenance. Because remember, your goal is to get to the ultimate plateau, which is your goal weight. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with plateaus. Um, they're completely normal. It's how you respond to them that really makes all the difference in the world. And so again, if all your focus is on weight loss, you're gonna have a real hard time when you hit plateaus. So you need to really remember and reinforce that the real goal is to live at your goal weight. And so anytime you hit a plateau, it is the perfect opportunity to practice your maintenance plan. And what I mean by that specifically is that you keep doing the exact same things that you've been doing to lose the weight, but you focus on optimizing those things. That does not mean cutting more calories. What it means is that you're going to, um, you're gonna make what you've been doing easier and more enjoyable. And you're gonna maintain the same calories and what you've been doing pretty much um, for a longer period of time. Because when you hit a plateau, you never know if it's just your body adjusting to things and then the weight loss will start again, even if you don't change any calorie things, or that you do need to start cutting more calories. But you gotta sit with the plateau for a little while to figure out which one it is. That's what makes it the perfect opportunity to really optimize it by making what you're doing, what you've been eating and how you've been living, make it easier and more enjoyable. Um, easier, things like meal planning better, um, better maybe batching things together so you're cooking lots of stuff to makes it easier to eat the way you wanna eat. Um, just finding little hacks you can do to make things easier for you, okay? Maybe you start shopping once or twice a week and you get everything in those times or you get the food delivered. Again, there's a lot of ways to optimize it more enjoyable. Um, the things that are going well that got you to your weight loss so far, keep doing those things, but the things you're kind of not thrilled about, focus on making those better and more enjoyable for you. Because again, this is about living at your goal weight forever. So when you hit a plateau, it's an opportunity to look at what you're doing and say, okay, how can I make this better so that I can live with this, live this way forever for the rest of my life? That's what we're looking to do. So again, the, the all of these solutions exist within a different mindset with a different time frame um, of going from just losing weight to living at our goal weight. Because if all we care about is losing weight, you know, once we hit a plateau, we just want to start cutting more calories. Okay. But if you keep cutting calories or if you lost the weight in a way that's unsustainable, what's the point? So again, the plateau is your friend. It is an opportunity to really start mastering this process. So don't freak out when you hit a plateau, you're going to hit them. You're going to. And what happens when you hit one and you actually take this approach on it is that you start to optimize what you've done to get there. And let's say one of two things is going to happen. Your body is either going to start losing weight again. Magical things just start happening. So my body starts releasing weight again. Or you go a month and you don't lose any weight. And now you know for sure, okay, I need to cut some more calories out. But now you have been living and optimizing your strategies for a month. And so now you can look at what you've been doing and you can look strategically and say, where would be the easiest place and easiest way for me to cut some more calories out? So we're not doing drastic things. We're being very, very strategic with this model. And this is how, again, you set yourself up not only to lose weight, but to truly master your weight once and for all. And the plateaus are a huge part of making that happen. So don't freak out when you have them. Remember, this is what we're gonna ultimately be at, this place where we live at the ultimate plateau, which is at your goal weight. So I hope this helps you out and I wish you the best with your weight loss. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Let me get into those. Mashala. Uh, Hello, everyone. The system works. I lose 120 pounds within six months. The system worked for everything. <laughs> All right.
Well, thanks, Michelle. I, I like you say that. I'm, I'm not familiar with your name if you're in the program, but uh, I like the the program does work. So I guess I, I guess any testimonial, real or unreal, I'll take. <laughs> What's up, Lorena? How's it going in Estonia? Uh, Don, how's it going? Don, you're obviously in California. <laughs> it's right in your name. So that's always easy to remember. But what are we talking about here? Where are we at? We're on a oh, Thursday. Thursday's always a funny day with weight loss. Um, I don't know how it is. You know, sometimes people, they're starting to get geared up for the, the Monday. <laughs> the Monday. The Monday diet. You, you, I never talk about that. But um, one thing you sure want to watch out for. Let's make a quick note here. Um, one thing you want to watch out for is that that behavior of being like, okay, I'm going to start my plan on Monday. So I got one weekend left, <laughs> one weekend left where I go crazy and, uh, you know, and then I'll start Monday. That's a bad plan, right? That, that rarely works. Does that ever work for anyone where you go crazy and then you just start your plan on Monday and, and thrive and do awesome? Um, Lorena says, everything's good. Just finished my work from home. How's yours? My day's going good. It's a, the sun's out. <laughs> I live in New England and it's like, man, it's been, it's been like a dark, it, it's been a weird, I don't know, weather, weather's weird everywhere, right? And uh, it's just been weird. It's dark, dark. That's what I can say. It's been dark, dark and kind of icy. I don't mind the cold. I like the cold, but the, the darkness kind of gets to you a little bit, you know, but I will say like the sun's out and even though it's February, it feels, it almost feels springish and I'm ready for spring this year. Although I got to get some more skiing in. <laughs> I got to get some value out of these freaking passes. Um, Anna says, can you please help us shift our thinking from when is the next meal to maybe a different thought? Yeah, that's a great, great question. I think uh, it's not just shifting your thinking though. You know, I want to be clear about that. That yes, I talk a lot about mindset. I think mindset ultimately is the most important piece of your weight mastery. But I think just as important as your mindset is your strategies. You know, so it's not enough. Like you can't, there's no like starving yourself or over restricting and then having some mindset that you're just fine with that. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't just fight against your body forever. That's not going to work. So yes, the mindset's ultimately, I think the most important. So, so I talked about the weight mastery pyramid, mindset, lifestyle, eating. And so they're all strategies, mindset strategies, lifestyle strategies, eating strategies. Um, but they all work hand in hand. You can't have, I don't know, like, I don't know what kind of mindset you would need to like do keto or to eat 1200 calories a day. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's an unpleasant process for most people. So what mindset can you do to be miserable? I, yeah, I don't know. Now I know there's mindset stuff you can do in the short term for sure, but I don't care about that. So I don't talk about it. You know, are there mindset hacks I could show you to just do some crazy shit for a little while to lose the weight? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, but I don't want to talk about those because I don't give a shit. Who cares if you can lose some weight and then you put it all back on? I don't want any part of that. <laughs> so um, it, it, the shift I would suggest to you is that you start finding a way, first of all, to, you know, thinking when is the next meal? Well, if you're constantly obsessed with the next meal, is it because you're really hungry because you didn't eat enough at the last meal? Or is it because you skipped the last meal? You know, so that's the first question I always have. Okay. And so, cause what I want to do again, ideally, I think and now again, I'm going to preface this by saying there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you, but I I've seen a best practice for the average person. If you're aiming at three meals a day, one, two, three meals a day, ideally, 
and you may start and there's snacks in between them, fine. But if you really focus on getting three meals locked in, what I mean by that is that if you're in between your breakfast and lunch, if you're obsessed with lunch, if, if there's probably a good chance that you either skipped breakfast or you didn't eat enough at breakfast. Okay, so that's the first thing we got to deal with. What's the point of a mindset thing? You're, you're, I don't know any mindset where you're going to be hungry all the time forever and you're just not going to give into that. Okay, so again, I want to be strategic. And if, if I'm feeling really hungry here or here or here, I want to look at what came before that. And I want to say, okay, how can I make my breakfast, lunch, dinner more nourishing and satisfying and satiating longer? So that's the first mindset shift I'm making. You know, and once I got that locked in, then I'm going into the mindset shifts that you're probably talking about, which is how to think about things so that you're able to deal with slight hunger, um, food cravings, things like that. But until you start to focus on the, the main three meals and what you're eating and how it's affecting you, I don't see the point in getting to the other one. So hope that helps you out. Um, Lorena says you live in the U.S. is very cold there, too. Um, yeah, I live in the U.S. Um, I'm on the East Coast, uh, kind of maybe an hour away from Boston. People know Boston, right? Uh, yeah. And it's cold. Yeah, it's pretty cold, I would say. It hasn't been the coldest winter, uh, seemingly. And there hasn't been much snow, really, which kind of sucks. But, well, it's kind of good and bad. I, I like, it's okay. I hate snow at my house, but I love snow at the mountains. Well, I go skiing, so that's where we're at. But the mountains make snow. And it's been cold enough to make snow, so that's good. Um What's up, Jody? Exercise too. I started walking and I'm starving. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's always this. I always say that. I'm glad you said that, Jody, because um, a lot of people, you know, obviously exercise is linked up with weight loss. And uh, although, you know, I know it's like, it's a funny thing to exercise and weight loss because I think intuitively our brain says, well, if I exercise more, I'm burning more calories. But we don't look at the full full cost accounting, right? We have to look at the full picture of exercising. And so if you start doing, now Jody's just walking here, right? But if we're talking about like people, a lot of times they jump into their weight loss doing extreme exercising. And if you jump into an extreme exercising, um, whatever calories you burn, there's a great chance you're gonna overshoot those calories you burn by what you end up eating. Because yeah, when you when you exercise more, you get hungrier. So, this is why I, I don't recommend when, when people start my program, they want to lose weight. I don't, I don't recommend the exercising in the beginning. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of exercise. I think exercising is great. I just think exercising for weight loss is it's, I don't know. There's a lot of different science out there anyways, but there's just the reality, you know, this and Jody's just talking about walking and she's starving. So, you know, we got to take into account the full picture of what we do. And so, you know, ultimately I made this decision 30 years ago and I was talking like back then I was like, Oh, I got to work out really hard to lose weight. And I remember saying like, I want to, I want to lose the weight, but I hate exercising. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to build around the, um, around the exercising cause I'm lazy. And, uh, Oh, look at that. Joy says there's no sound. I Oops. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Um, hmm, that's interesting. I've had issues with this sound the last couple of days. But um, yeah, so anyways, Jody, I get it. Yeah, so sometimes when we start exercising, there's always there's always effects from what we do, you know? And so exercising is good and bad when it comes to weight loss. 
Um, here is seven degrees below zero and snow. Good Lord. Yeah, Estonia is cold, right? Who would have thought programming your subconscious mind and hypnosis? I'm a healthy person now. <laughs> nice job, Mackenzie. Yeah, programming your subconscious mind is the secret, folks. That's the secret. I have sound. Yeah, I know. I, I have sound. I think maybe it's the the other side of like, um, I stream this, you know, live to like YouTube, Facebook, and uh, Instagram. And so, is this working? Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Is the other thing working? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, have, I hear me, so I don't know. What can you do? Maybe their volume's down. It's only one person I see saying it, but maybe maybe their sound's down. Also, I had a headache last night, and I found a hypnosis YouTube video helped. That's great, yeah. Hypnosis is amazing. I mean, for, for a number of reasons. Not even just because of the hypnosis piece of like what you're saying to yourself or, or hearing through a hypnosis session, um, but it's the experience of hypnosis. You know, because to go into hypnosis, you're relaxing, you're calming down, you're bringing your attention inwards. And all of those things are very helpful with weight loss, you know, because uh, it's, those are the things. I mean, as a dieter, you know, that's a big thing about dieting. This is very common uh, with dieters is that you really, a lot of times dieters are messing up their hunger signals because they, uh, they're not eating intuitively and i'm using that word i don't like using the word intuitively because people i think have lots of definitions of it but with diets you're not really relying on any you're not developing your internal signal awareness you know you're, you're eating to some plan so you're eating to the calories or you're eating to the thing that you set out to eat and um there's not much sense of how it makes you feel on the inside and so uh Anyway, so, so the hypnosis is very helpful because it relaxes you, calms you down, but I think it makes you much more in tune with where your body's at. And I think that supports making healthier food choices, eating more appropriate amounts, um, and you know, ultimately making much better food choices and lifestyle decisions because of that. Um, Lorena says, I love hypnosis. Yeah, the hypnosis is great. And, and hypnosis is one of those things that, you know, if you haven't studied it, geez, you know, honestly, even if you have studied it, uh, you, you may not really understand it, you know, but it's, you know, when you do hypnosis, it's not the other person, if, if you're being hypnotized in a traditional sense and someone's hypnotizing you, you are not losing control. You're not, you're not, um, unconscious. You're, you're aware you're in a light, relaxed state. And so you're never going to do anything you don't want to do in hypnosis. Yeah, that's not true. And so, uh, it's, it's important that you realize that I think. And so you're in this light state where you're aware of things, but you're relaxed, you're calm, and you're just going along with it. And so, you know, some examples of, of trance experiences, you know, like you're driving on a highway for miles and you just kind of, you zone out, you know, next thing you know, you're five exits further than you remembered, you know? So we experience hypnosis all the time. When you're watching TV or a movie, you know, you're, you're sitting there watching it and you're in a very passive, relaxed, calm state. That, that's a hypnotic state. And that's hypnosis because when you're watching a movie or a TV show, you're using your imagination. You're imagining you're in the scenario to some degree. And that imagination is causing your body to have real experiences as if you were in that situation to some degree. It's like sports is a great example of this because you could be sitting on the sofa in your living room and you're watching some sporting event, but you're getting, you're literally releasing adrenaline. Think about that for a second. Imagine you're just sitting in a chair, relaxed and calm. I mean, you're not really relaxed and calm when you're watching sports. You're, you're tense and you're, you're, you're anxious, but you're sitting on the sofa in your living room, but you're releasing adrenaline. 
Why? Because you're imagining that you're playing this sport or you're, you're wrapped up in this sport. And so you're having an actual literal physiological reaction, a real one to something you're just imagining. And, and that to me is a great, it's a better way to understand hypnosis. Um, Mackenzie says, I, I learned so much from your videos. Crazy how everything is hypnosis. It's not just goofy stage stuff. That's right, Mackenzie. Exactly. Yeah, the, the stage stuff is, I appreciate it on one level just to kind of, I guess, let people see what hypnosis is, but then it's, it's equally as bad because it's, it's a goofy time and people think hypnosis is a goofy thing. And uh, in my opinion, hypnosis is the most powerful psychological philosophy on the planet. And I say that very seriously because I think we all deal with the same core problem in all areas of our lives, which is I want to do this thing or I want to stop doing this thing that I do, but I keep doing it or I can't get myself to do it, right? I mean, that, that's that's basically the, the human condition behaviorally is that. I want to stop thinking about this thing. I want to stop doing this way. I want to stop behaving this way, but then I do it. And when it comes to weight loss, right, that's it. You think about weight loss 24 hours a day and then yet then you go and eat the food or you do the thing. And it's like, what part of you is compelling you to do the wrong behavior that brings you away from the goal that you want so badly, right? And, and it's like, I just, I've read lots and lots and lots of psychology and no one ever really talks about this. And so the only place I see talking about this with a, with a satisfying explanation is hypnosis, talking about the conscious subconscious mind. And I think all of a sudden things become much clearer that you have two minds and they operate very differently. And the conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part that knows you wanna lose weight, wants you to lose weight, knows what you should do, tries to get you to do it but it is your subconscious mind that runs all of your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And when you look at your weight loss through this prism, you realize, oh yeah, that's, that's a much better explanation that yes, I wanna lose weight so much, but all my automated programming drives me to overeat the wrong foods too much to live an unhealthy lifestyle. And what you're always trying to do is you're trying to consciously change your behavior. And what you don't realize is that you're not a, a conscious creature primarily. Your prefrontal cortex, which is your conscious mind, is evolutionarily new. It's the newest part of your brain. It's 10% of your brain. So you are primarily, I am primarily this subconscious creature that runs life on autopilot. And this describes to me beautifully why you struggle to lose weight because your subconscious programming is all there to make you overweight. Why? Because you've been conditioned since the day you were born at this point to be obsessed with food. I mean, you've seen tens and tens of millions of food ads in your life. The diet industry, you've seen millions of diet ads and all of these things program your subconscious mind to be overweight. And you do everything you can to fight against it consciously and you never get anywhere. Think about how much time, energy and effort and money maybe that you've dedicated to losing weight and none of it's worked for you. How can that be possible? You're a smart, intelligent, action-oriented person and yet this area of your life you can't figure out. So I think it's a very satisfying explanation that, that kind of puts you on a completely different, it's a completely different approach. So, um, Spasquino, Spasquino. Relaxing prior to prepping, eating a meal has made a big difference, especially at end of work day. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. Of course, of course. Because when you change how you feel, you change how you behave. Right, folks? I, again, see this, just to prove the point that you're not a conscious, logical creature. If you were... You'd be like a robot and you would just make the right food choices. You, you would be like, okay, what should I eat? And you would think, okay, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to eat that, that healthy, natural food. But you don't. You choose the, the, the cookies, the ice cream, the pizza. Why? You know that's not what's going to bring you towards your goal, so why do you do it? And this is where you're stuck at. You don't know why. 
And it's not because you're lazy. It's not because you're not willpower. It's not because you're a sweet addict. It's not because you're a carb addict. It's because you've been programmed in a certain way. And so you can reprogram yourself to be thin and healthy. But that's that's brilliant, Sasquino. Um, Spasquino, that's how I'm saying it right. Summer one, do you eat when hungry or should we schedule eating? This is the part I don't know what's best. Um, again, I always say there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. My one exception is kind of right what you're asking here, which I, I have never seen anyone successfully lose weight and keep it off who has not structured their eating. I think the idea of intuitive eating and how we used to eat back in the natural world, that's all great, but we don't live in the natural world anymore now. And so if you can just intuitively eat and listen to your body and eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full and all the rest of it, then great. You knock yourself out and do that. I can't do that. Um, when I, I live in a society and a culture where if I ask myself the question, am I hungry? I want to eat something. My, my body and brain always say yes. <laughs> I can always eat something is where I find myself. So I have resorted to focusing on structured eating. And so I structure my eating so that, again, there's two structures. There's a five, five and two model, five days of clean eating a week, two days of pleasure eating. That's the macro version of it. And then day to day, within the clean eating days, I eat the same breakfast Monday through Friday. I eat the same lunch Monday through Thursday. And I eat the same dinners kind of week in and week out. You know, it's not the same dinner every night, but it's similar types of dinners on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, okay? And then the pleasure days, it's the same thing. It's a different, I eat different breakfast. I don't eat lunch. I eat a different dinner, but it's similar week in and week out. And so I find for me, structuring my eating is is a necessity. So again, I'm gonna preface that by saying there's no, you know, someone else may have the opposite and, and, and they don't wanna do that, but I have not seen it. Uh, so I believe you need to structure your reading. But again, experiment and find out what works best for you. Um, you're such an inspiration. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. That's why I do this. I want to inspire and help you all out. And uh, I know I've been talking about this, but I'm so excited for you all because uh, I got a lot of cool stuff coming for you for free and for less expensive than my group program. And then, then you know, the group coaching thing, that that's going. I got some new stuff I'm adding to that. So I, I'm really excited. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's a, hey, you know, I always talk a lot about, let me talk about this and why it's so important with a personal story. Um, I talk a lot about, you know, dieters are really all or nothing with how they approach weight loss. And with Program Yourself Thin, we're very all or something because you just never know what life's going to throw at you. And the more rigid and strict you are with your eating plans and your weight loss, usually, and this is scientifically proven, this is one thing I know for sure, that the more rigid and strict your plan is, the less likely it's going to last very long. You know, and so all or something is really the the lifestyle and the weight loss, you know, system that I follow. And um, it shows up, you know, my life this past six months, I would say it shows up in all areas of my life. But, um, you know, six months ago, I broke my foot and it wasn't it it was probably the best break you could have, you know, and uh, it was so it was it didn't hurt that much, but it threw everything off. Like all of a sudden I can't walk in the morning with my dog. Um, I can't stretch like I was. I can't sit cross like like I did. My foot hurts. I'm walking weird. So my whole body gets thrown off. And long story short, that in addition to some other things personally, um, life was just, it was more challenging the last six months than normal. Okay. And so kind of pulled back on work. It was harder to work at the level I like to work at. Because again, there's times in life where we get depleted. A lot of people make the mistake of thinking that you're always the same person. 
and you're not. I mean, life happens and it does what it does and you are going to be affected by that. You know, and especially the people that I work with, because um, a lot of us are overthinkers and to some degree perfectionists. And so it's like, okay, broken foot, so what? You should still be able to work perfectly. Um, you know, and now, now everything's perfect. And I, I should still be able to work perfect. Everything's always, we're always the same. We should always be able to be perfect with everything we're doing. But that's silly. You know, of course, things are going to happen in life and throw you off, off the track. And so you have to have some ability to deal with that. You have to have some ability to deal and absorb with the challenging times of life and the less than stellar performance during those times. And I find a lot of people don't. They're all or nothing. And so if they can't be all, they go back to being nothing. And that's a bad strategy. So again, all or something allows you to kind of weather the storms a little bit better. So. <clears throat> uh, Mackenzie says, my dad is so stubborn. I'm putting your videos on his YouTube and hoping he comes across himself. <laughs> That's so funny. And I'm starting to put more videos on, on YouTube, um, like longer form ones. So if you guys want to check that out, I just put one up um, a couple days ago. Uh, the Weight Mastery weight mastery Mindset. So again, I, I'm excited about that because those will be longer longer videos. And by the way, so I was saying, you know, if you're not in my world, make sure you go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you for free. Um, watch the training I give you and read the emails I send you. Um, it's all free. Um, how's it going, Astrid? <clears throat> Excuse me. Jeez, my voice is a little funny today. <clears throat> excuse me i've lost 65 pounds in six weeks i was 330 pounds is that normal um 65 pounds in six weeks uh no i wouldn't say that was a normal thing um what have you been doing how'd you do that that's a tremendous amount of weight loss even at 330 pounds um what what's your strategy been for to lose 10 pounds a week um <laughs> It's me, myself, and I today. So you're back, you're back home, Astrid? No more cat? Is that what's up? Um, what's up, Paula? Six weeks later and getting to be a somewhat different person. Thank you, Jim. Hi, you're welcome, Paula. A somewhat different person. That's how it goes, you know? Like, that's the thing. We, we're going to become a totally different person in one day, you know? And so, yeah, Paula's killing it in the program. So it's, uh, you know, ah, fasting. Fasting and more protein. Um, yeah, well, okay, I got to get out of here, so I can't get in this too much. But that's a tremendous amount of weight that you've lost. Um, uh, <laughs> the, the usual's got nowhere I'm going with this. I don't want to get too much into this, but here's the thing. Um, so I would say, yeah, 10 pounds a week, that's a certainly, that's an outlier. And that's the most weight I've I've talked to of that anyone said that they've lost. That's a tremendous amount of weight. So the fasting, it must have been a really intense fasting. How many calories a day um, are you consuming? I'd be curious about that. Um, the lesson here, though, what I, what I want to share with everyone else is that don't get seduced by crazy fast weight loss like that, okay? So, um, again, it's real exciting. You know, when you hear someone lose 10 pounds, you want to know, oh, how do you do it? How do you do it? Well, if you're losing 10 pounds a week, which is the most weight I've ever heard anyone losing, at 1,200 calories... Well, here we go. Um, uh, I'm not here to be a jerk. 10 pounds a week is extreme. Um, 1,200 calories to lose 10 pounds a week seems... That seems... Something seems off there mathematically, typically. 330 pounds is a lot of weight, but it's not... You know, I, I don't know. That that seems like... That, that seems hard to believe that you were at 1,200 calories... Um, each day and you were able to lose 10 pounds a week. That, that, that sounds, I've not seen numbers like that before.
But the point I want to make, folks, is that don't get seduced by weight loss stories. Again, this is great for this person if this is all true and, and that's what they did. Um, but again, the flip side of losing that much weight or extreme amounts of weight is you've got to do extreme things that are hard to sustain. And so again, I, I don't, I'm, I'm here to be supportive. I, I want to be supportive for everyone. And so if you've done it at 1200, um, yeah, if, and you did 18,000 steps a day, I mean, even still that, that math doesn't sound like it would work out to me, but, but again, what do I know, you know, to, to sustain 10 pounds a, a week doing 1200 calories and 18,000 steps, even at 330 pounds doesn't seem, those numbers don't, don't make sense in my mind. Um, but there's always outliers. There's always, you know, extreme stories, but this is what you have to look at folks. You've got to look deeper into like when someone tells you some amazing weight loss story. Now I get you're 330 pounds, but even 330 pounds, it, that, that's an outlier number. So I, I get that too. And yes, people that weigh a lot more that are really obese will lose weight quicker typically in the beginning than someone who's 200 pounds, but 10 pounds a week over six weeks at 1200 calories, even walking 18,000 steps is again th those numbers don't make make a lot of sense to me but but hey you know what i mean everybody's different and people can lose weight in extreme ways um but again when someone tells you a crazy weight loss story you've got to look through it you've got to look through it don't get seduced by the numbers in the beginning look deeper into it and ask yourself how did you do it and when you hear 1200 calories a day which again 1200 calories a day is very extreme I was expecting to hear lower than that because 10 pounds a week is is off the charts. I've never even heard that. Um, so I was thinking a much, much, <laughs> a much uh, lower calorie range even. We have one person, I don't know if anyone remembers this one, but I'll always remember her, Kimmy Cat. And she was talking about, hers wasn't even as extreme as yours. And so she was talking about how she was eating 100 calories a week, you know, but um, anyways, but you got to look, you got to look longer because even 1200 calories is a very low calorie range for people 18,000 steps a day is a real lot of walking and so these are going to be challenging things to keep up long term and so we always want to be careful with choosing unsustainable extreme plans because we're kind of setting ourselves up for failure and so you know we want to realize that um you know, again, fast weight loss, it's exciting. Everyone thinks they want that, but you've got to do extreme things to create extreme weight loss. And then the question becomes, how long can you keep that up for? Because there's nothing worse than consuming 1200 calories a day, 18,000 steps, and then you can't keep it up and then you put the weight back on. It, it's very, it, it's, it's very discouraging. So, um, always keep that in mind. And so I, I wish you the best. If, if what you're saying is true and, and all accurate, I wish you the best. And I hope you keep going with it. And I hope you, you master your weight with that, that method. Um, but again, us, everyone else who, who may not be able to do or achieve that kind of numbers, that's fine. You know, we're always, we're our own self. And so this is such a thing with the weight loss in our culture that we're always comparing ourselves to other people. Um, my goal is 230 pounds. All right. Well, you're what? You're four weeks away. So that's not bad. Um, yeah, six one. Yeah, I mean, what do you you got? Yeah, you only got four weeks left. That's amazing. You know, um, I would love to go into this deeper because I I don't know like like I I just tell you I I you know I get people on here that say extreme weight loss results and then we go into it and it turns out those the the story wasn't exactly what we thought it was right. Kimmy Cat was the big one. <laughs> So you just got to eat fish, 100, 100 calories of fish a week. Um, yeah, even being 6'1", 330 pounds, six weeks, you've lost 60 pounds. You got another four weeks to go. So ultimately we're looking at, 
10 weeks to lose 100 pounds. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But anyways, anyways, I got to get out of here. I got to eat some before I got a coaching call coming up. Um, if you want to uh, hear more of what I have to say on average, uh, you know, or usually go to uh, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the training, read the emails. Uh, I got the Spark program and that's coming for free. Uh, so if you sign up uh, for the hypnosis session, which is free, um, you'll get access to the Spark program as well. Uh, of course, that's taking me a little bit longer than uh, it's taken and it might take a little longer. So I think I'm going to go skiing tomorrow. Um, but it, it'll be, it's coming down the pike and, uh, I like to say it'll be there next week, but, um, and then, uh, the podcast is program yourself. Then it's on all the podcast platforms. So make sure that you go listen to that. Cause again, the more you listen to it, the easier time you'll have mastering your weight. Um, and that is that. So, all right, everyone. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate you guys all being here. Great questions and have a good day. We'll talk soon. Bye.